Hey guys, John here. Go on ahead, do us a big favor real quick before we actually uh, go ahead and get started. Go over to Good Pods, go over to Spotify, go over to Apple Podcasts to go ahead and rate us over there. That's an easier way for everyone to go ahead and follow us and also, too, for other people to find us. So go on ahead and do all that stuff. Subscribe, rate us, and we'll go on ahead and start the show up in a minute. I have my good friend Gus here, and I've been wanting to have him on my podcast for a while, so it's just great to actually have him here. So go on ahead, pull up a chair, enjoy the show. We're going to be talking about Marvel's R-rated shows, and they are headed to Disney+. Plus. And without further ado, let's go on ahead and get on with the show. Yeah. All right, and like I said, I have my good friend Gus here. Say hello to everybody, man. Hello. Hello, everyone. And so, like I said, tonight we're actually talking about Marvel's R-rated shows are headed to Disney+. Plus. Before we dive into our speculations on this, I do want to give you guys some context behind what I'm doing. Uh, this was actually on March 1st when it was announced that, yeah, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, and the Defenders Limited series, as well as Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which has been streaming exclusively on Netflix, will be moving to Disney Plus starting March 16th. They will be available across all other Disney Plus markets later this year. The rivals of the Defenders franchise, whose uh, series are all rated TVMA, is, un- is ushering in a new era for Disney Plus in the U.S., which launched a family friendly destination with all of its programming uh, fitting into the TVY, TVY7, TVG, TVPG, and TV14 ratings categories. To accommodate the introduction of TVMA programming, about evaluate to an R rating uh, in features, Disney Plus will be updating its existing parental controls in the U.S. that this already has, and to be honest with you, they already implemented it already in turn internationally, including in EMA Where Star, which features adult programming from Hulu, FX, and other Disney entities, is intriguing into Disney+. Plus. So, this is actually a report that comes from Deadline that I'm reading off of. There have been speculations that Disney may be running their range of content on Disney+, Plus beyond family entertainment, in order to maintain subscriber growth after the big slowdown and new signings for the uh, for the streamer reported in November. Chatter intensified after it was revealed last month that Netflix's license to the six Defenders of S.H.I.E.L.D., which streamed exclusively on Netflix until yesterday, February 28th, originated on ABC, so its rating is TV-14. So while the six Defenders series, which starred a Netflix original, were developed and produced pre-Disney+, Plus under a different regime by the... Now, defunct Marvel Television, the Kevin Feige runs Marvel Studios, also appear to be pushing the content envelope in some of its upcoming Disney Plus output. And Kevin Feige went on to say, it's been fun to work with Disney Plus and see the boundaries shifting on what's what we're able to do. Feige said recently, describing the title character in the company's Moon Knight series as loud and brutal. The knee-jerking reaction is, we're going to pull back on this right. No, we're not pulling back. There's a ton- there's a tunnel shift, Feige said. 
The rating for Moon Knight has not been revealed yet. The series doubts March 30th, two weeks after Disney Plus introduces the new print of controls that include access to TVMA content. In addition to Disney uh, regaining control of the existing episodes of the Defender series, Baggy has indicated that there is a possibility to revive, reboot some of the shows, including Daredevil, who starred Charlie Cox, recently made his MCU debut in Spider-Man No Way Home. Having six former Netflix series on Disney's Plus would make a potential expansion of the Disney of the Defenders universe on the Disney streamer and integrating in, into the larger MCU pretty seamless. That already has been done with Disney Plus recent Marvel series, Hawkeye, which features Daredevil villain Vincent D'Onofrio, Kingpin, after Netflix's ban on Disney uses a, uh, use of a character had expired. So that's everything in its full context. So when you look at this, Gus, does this make you actually happy to know that we have now the Netflix brand in the Disney Plus section now, but it's under the parental control and guidance of Kevin Feige, which is something that I really am happy with. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, Disney, when Disney Plus started, we all thought about it and we, we just thought, you know, it's a, it's a streaming service for children, basically, you know? Right. Um, yeah. So um, when I heard that this, this was coming, because when, um, for me, Netflix did, um, we, we always compared DC with Marvel, you know, DC being a very, very obscure, dark kind of uh, universe and Marvel being very, very like a lighthearted, funny one. Um, so when Netflix um, introduced all those characters, you know, now all of a sudden they were allowed to speak, you know, with using adult words and they were the, uh, allowed to say stuff like that. Um, so it was like, it was a bummer because I, I really enjoyed those shows on Netflix. Um, it was a bummer when I heard that they were, you know, removing them. But then when I heard they were bringing them to Disney Plus, I was like, well, how are they going to do it? You know, what's going to be the rating? Because, you know, there's, so, there's only so much they can, they can actually, you know, like show on, on Disney Plus. Um, so hopefully it's like a, like a, like a good step um, towards like something better. Because I know that now that, you know, Marvel works with Disney a lot um, and they're moving that, those shows, I'm like, okay, well, now they're going to, we're going to, we have options. We have options. We can right. we can do a lot more stuff now, and and the fact that they're like going back to like uh, movies, like in the theaters, and then like streaming like shows. I mean, that to me says a lot. So so I think it's cool. I mean, our, if it's R rated, um, it's even better. But how, however they can work with that, um, I think that's that's uh, the best thing right now. I definitely agree with you, and also, too, with Disney owning Fox, it gives more of an opportunity to move, like you said, the catalogs of other things into the Disney Plus family. And also, too, I was also wondering the same thing, because I remember posting memes about um, Disney Plus with Kingpin. Because oh, I'm sorry for slamming your head in the door and causing uh, <laughs> you to, to die unerruptedly with blood gushing out of your head. I'm just, I'm not going for verbatim, but that's basically the context of it because of the fact of how bloody and gory the Netflix series are. And then I'm like, and then whenever I heard, oh, we're going to go on ahead and move those series over to Disney Plus, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. From a studio's perspective, I understand why you would want to do that. You will want to have all your stuff underneath one umbrella, but it's according to how you actually do it, right? 
So I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what's the, is this going to be TVMA? How are they going to actually do this in the kids section? And also, too, I know that other streaming services are actually having parental controls and stuff like that as well. So that's actually a good way to actually incorporate the adults now. Now you have the adults on board for Disney Plus because now you have something for adults to watch. There's no more geared towards kids. It's just going to be a special section that we can actually enjoy again, and we can stream Daredevil again and things like that. And also, this also goes to show you that that Deadpool can now live in this family. The only question is this, though. How do you incorporate Deadpool into the MCU movies? That's another thing. But the fact that you can actually have uh, Deadpool in the MCU, in the MCU, but not only in the MCU, but in the Disney catalog for Disney Plus, it thrills me. It makes me happy as a fan, of a, as a film fan, and also as an MCU fan to see that. And then, of course, Charlie Cox is in, uh, of course, in Spider-Man: No Way Home. Then you have Francis D'Onofrio, who made mm-hmm. his great appearance. Even though I didn't like the Hawkeye series, I liked his appearance because this is a different version of Kingpin than what we normally got. This is not the same one that we got from Netflix. But now it makes me wonder if they're now going to turn the table where now this is actually going to be the Francis D'Onofrio that we know from Netflix. And things yeah. that are going to change. Well, I, um, well, with, with Vincent D'Onofrio, um, I think they'll probably like tone it down just a bit just because on the on Netflix he was mm. very very gory. I mean, extremely like it was very very graphic. Um, and he did do stuff on the on the Hawkeye um, show. Uh, but I don't know what. That's why I was saying like, rating is is important. Yes, but if we're being honest, how many how many children or parents do you think are gonna be like? Oh, like it's like it's rating it's rated R. Let's not don't watch it. Like stay stay in your bed. Go watch the cartoons, right? Um, right. Realistically, it's not going to happen. You know, realistically, it's just going to become one of those things where, um, yes, they're going to be like ratings, and they're going to be like, well, you you know, you can't watch this because of so and so. But at the same time, kids are going to be like, well, we just really don't care. You know, like we're we're watching this, and that's it. Um, so I know, I know, um, because of that, like, it's important to put the ratings to not get in trouble, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's the parent's job to be like, okay, you know what? I, I, I allow you to watch this or like, you know, watch this with me. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's up to us to see who, who can watch what, you know? And again, this class just started with an idea of just like, putting all those like Disney channel shows and like uh, Disney channel movies or like kids movies. And now that we're stepping, like, you know, like we're going, they're, they're going outside of their comfort zone and be, and being like, well, you know what? We're adding all these shows and we're like, there's blood involved. Um, and all these fight scenes and all these bad words like that, that hypes me up. Um, Cause again, we, they're always Marvel. It's always, um, it's always, uh, Kind of like compared to DC as being like the lighthearted, the kids, the kids things. Um, uh, but but now that we see that all of that is going to be okay, you know, 
on, on Disney Plus, that's like, that's perfect. That's perfection. That's like, now we can watch whatever we want. And, and again, I'm sure that they're, they're going to keep moving forward and they're going to do keep doing a lot of more things and hopefully it stays that way. That's what I'm hoping though, too. Like this means now we actually can have John Bernthal, the best Punisher that we had. Don't get me wrong. I love Thomas Jane back in the early two thousands. Cause I thought that was the epitome of, what we were going to get for the Punisher. At that time, he was actually that gritty Punisher that I was looking for. Now he looks like a little bedtime story they would actually tell your kids. This yeah. is the version of the Punisher that I want, is the John Bernthal mm-hmm. one. And I like how John Bernthal put it. He said, if this is going to be a watered-down version of Frank Castle, I don't want to be even in, even in any part of it. So this tells me that they could actually keep the same tone as long as it's within the Netflix or the Disney plus MA rating. And, but they could also downplay it a little bit in the PG 13 realm as little small cameos to where it's not so much watered down, which is something that I'm okay with because if it's little small cameos where they appear, I'm fine with it. But the, here's the thing. I, I have a big thing against R rated movies with comic book films where it's R rated for the sake of being rated R. And there's and it doesn't do anything. You can put a slap of rated R rating on anything, and it doesn't do anything. It doesn't amplify your excitement for anything. It doesn't amplify the plot point. Congratulations, you made a Batman movie that's rated R. Congratulations, you made an X Men movie ra- rated R, which X Men some X Men characters should be rated R. But and also to Wolverine, Logan is actually one of my favorite movies of all time. Just want to put that out there. But just slapping an R rated logo on something for the sake of dropping a R-rated logo does not do anything to excite me as a fan. Yeah. But the reason why these work is because it identifies the characters, characterization of the characters and who they are. And that's why it's so important to have these characters as rated R characters and not be so watered down. And, you know, when I, you can actually see the difference in Francis D'Onofrio's Kingpin with Hawkeye because he looked like he was overpowered and stuff. Don't get me wrong. I mean, even in Netflix's um, Daredevil as well, he was strong and everything being the crap out of Matt. But there was some weakness to him as well, where Matt winds up uh, cutting him, for instance. You see little small things of weaknesses. Let's see. Francis D'Onofrio gets hit by a limo. You see another thing that happens where he gets caught in a trap with, uh, with the arrows and stuff like that. So he was definitely overpowered. He was also a different version of the Kingpin that we know. But I'm hoping that they they explain the transformation of that character into an MA setting to where it's not yeah. so much of a mess, which I believe in Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige knows how to tell a story and gets the best out of everything. Yeah, um, it's true. It's true what you say, Um because when when it was on Netflix, um, the fight scenes and everything—I mean, he could he could take he could take on on uh, Daredevil, like 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 nothing, right? He could do that. But then he came to Disney Plus, and uh, Kate Bishop, who is like a like who's barely starting, who's not as strong, you know, she's young. She kind of like overpowered him in a in a way too, and I was like, oh well, it took it took what Daredevil two three seasons to 
to do something about it. On a strategy for him. Yeah, but it takes her like like two episodes. <laughs> um, I want to say just one episode because he was only introduced yeah. into that one episode. I'm like, Matt had to come up with like three or four episodes just to try and figure out a way to take him down, not only physically, but mentally, though, too. Especially when you had that last season of Daredevil, it was more of the fact that he was learning strategy on how to take someone down rather than using physicality. And Kate didn't use either one of those things. He used more physical ability, yeah, but not mental ability to actually take him down. But I was excited to see Kingpin, but at the same time, that's a different version of Kingpin on what we have. But I just hope that they manage to give us the same kingpin that we had from the Netflix series, as well. So when when the Netflix uh, when the show ended on Netflix, um, it ended on a note where you know kingpin was going to like stay silent because you know to protect his loved one. So <clears throat> in a way, I think that's that's what they're gonna go through um, if they. I'm hoping that's what they do. Back. Um, where he's like, you know, I'm a little bit toned down because I need to be careful with what I say because, I mean, Daredevil still exists, obviously. We watched it on Spider-Man um, No Way Home. I keep I keep getting confused. No Way Home, is it? Yeah, it's no, uh, it's no Way Home because I yeah, did the no same thing, too, uh, with my top <laughs> ten list or something like that where I actually called it Far From Home. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 that's that's not the one. It's No Way Home. But yeah, yeah it's, it's No, the, way, home. It's like, no, no way, home. way Home because he, he, he can't go home because of what what happened um but yeah it's like it's the same thing when when i went to go see spider-man this is what what marvel the mcu does for me you know like they always have a way to like excite people and put something in there and like jam something in there so that you can go like oh hell yeah you know like this is what i wanted this is what i expect what i expect from the mcu um so when i saw the picture of 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 vincent d'onofrio on Hawkeye, I was like, wait, wait, who's that? Um, so I, I did expect a lot more. Um, obviously, it was, what, one, an episode and a half, maybe. I did expect a lot more, and I didn't, I would have wanted him to go against Hawkeye himself, not Kate mm-hmm. Bishop. That's what I was hoping. They, sh- they should have given her, they should have given her, like, a secondary, like, a minor villain, um, because the show was not about her. It was about yeah. Uh, and you see, that's where I feel like that she should have faced off against his, his niece versus being faced off against Kingpin. Don't get me wrong. I know the mother was doing business with uh, Kingpin and stuff like that. And there's more of a threat because that's his, that's her mother. And I understand the plot point, but she could have actually taken care of the, his niece on the building or something, knock her out, then go down to the bottom and try to help Clint out. And still have that moment of them trying to take down Kingpin together. Yep. That was the issue that I had with that. Because it could have been planned out a little bit better. But, you know, what I said before was I wish that they would actually make their own studio for, like, all these horror R-rated characters. Like, for Marvel Knights. I don't know if you're familiar with Marvel Knights or anything. I, I, I'm not familiar with them, but I know there's... I don't know if it's the same as the game that's coming out. Well, Marvel Knights is actually consists of Ghost Rider, you have Punisher, you have Jessica Jones, you have all those characters into one comic book, basically. It's kind of like the Defenders, but it's a little bit different in a sense. 
but you and also too you have all these hard R rated even go a blade is in this thing too. So you can actually have all these characters underneath one umbrella in a Marvel Knight studio and still be underneath the Disney Plus brand. You can just yeah. separate the uh, studios from it a little bit and have like a Marvel Knights studio section in Disney Plus and do it that way. But that was always my thing was I think that they could have actually done it that way and had our R-rated stuff and I think it would actually come out nice. But that's just yeah. me from a fan's per- perspective. I'm not a studio executive that makes yeah. these executive decisions. But, you know, it makes me excited. It makes my heart happy. Not You know what, man? I actually agree with you, though. Those hallway fight scenes in Daredevil was just awesome to see. Even uh, the long hallway shots with Daredevil. Then you also have a couple of elevator scenes and things like that. The action sequences were really, really fantastic. It's a slower pacing show than what we're used to, but the meat for us to actually digest it was so much better to actually do a slow pacing show. Let us be invested into the characters of, of Foggy and Matt being lawyers and then following it up with Matt doing his thing that he always does at night. So I thought they did a very good job incorporating that and then seeing Matt in the MCU, I fanboyed like crazy. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, with no, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that at all. I had seen the, I had seen some spoilers, not not voluntarily. Like I didn't go in and look at the spoilers, but you know how it is. Like people spoil stuff, right? Um, and I never, I there was no spoiler about that. So when I saw that, I was like, "Wait, who's that?" You know, like it was like the the theater went like crazy too. Um, but yeah, it's like uh, like what like I was saying, like with Yelena, she came into into Hawkeye, and she was also on an MCU movie. Um, she was the same way that she was on the film, you know, because there weren't like uh, Black Widow was not that gory or anything. Um, and so no, me- because they come from the MCU style of things. Yeah. Francis Nafrio is totally different because exactly. they come from that yeah. Netflix universe, which is more grittier and bloodier and stuff like that. Especially when you're dealing with the Punisher, who was that whole entire prison scene was just gruesome. That's what Everything I was I just told that, that's what I was going to compare it to. Um, because when we saw, like, for example, the one of my favorite scenes on the Defenders is when they first, I guess, they first bring Electra. They introduce Electra, and then like um, she doesn't know who she is, obviously. But everyone's on that building, and like everyone's fighting on that hallway, that very narrow hallway. Um, versus the Punisher's uh, scene where he's in prison and like he's tackling everyone and i'm like well those are like very very different scenes because one of them is like a bloodbath right like it's crazy how much like how gory it is and i'm just wondering like okay so in order for them not to what in order for them not to water that down for for disney plus i'm like what can they do like because the picture was very very graphic it was graphic, but we also saw a little bit of greenness from the uh, the Falcon and what's that? What's the Disney Plus show that they had? Uh, Falcon it was and the, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We saw a little bit of that grittiness from the stupid, uh, you know, what I'm talking about not from Party Store, from Halloween Store, uh, Captain America, Best Value Captain America. Oh, that's yeah, what yeah, I call yeah. them. Yeah, and we remember that part where 
Yeah, and remember that part with the scene where he picks up his shield and starts killing the guy with the yeah. shield and you see the blood? I think that would be the way that they would actually do it to where you don't see how gruesome it actually is. They just film it from up and then they just focus it on the on whatever weapon that the character is actually having yeah. versus it being so gruesome. Because, you know, especially when Francis D'Onofrio winds up slamming that guy's head in the van, I'm like, dude, he's dead. Let it go. He just keeps on wailing on him. I'm like, and then get this. I remember this is way before Disney Plus. I'm sure you remember this, right? Where, remember whenever Francis, everybody's like, oh, they're going to be in the MCU. This is going to be so fantastic. I'm like, and then all of a sudden I see that scene. I said, no, they're not going to be in the MCU. I was like, you guys might as well forget that because that's a total different tone on what they were going for. These characters do not belong in the MCU. Yeah, they can be giving little nods here and there, but nope. But this time, I'm actually happy with the direction that they're going in. Yeah. Yeah, like on the Netflix shows, I remember, uh, I think Jessica Jones mentioned, there was mention of, I, I believe, Captain America, but just mentioned. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't like, oh, let's show, let, let's showcase him. Let, let's, let's see who that is. Um. But see, that's that's why that's what I like about the the Netflix shows, you know, who are like that are like, um, I guess rated R because they make fun of their their own selves and they do stuff that you know regular MCU movies don't. I mean, don't get me wrong, MCU movies are are funny. They are like they they put jokes in there that make you laugh, and then they also have this amazing choreographed fighting scenes and. You know, everyone's kicking butts and everyone's like, uh, you know, doing their best. And um, but when it comes to rated R shows, it's like you said, um, they could show that they could show just like the weapon they're using or or something that is not going to show the actual body being like destroyed by something. Right. Maybe like a like a AK-47 that the Punisher is using, you know, just using it against them, you know, like not actual shooting. Um, but yeah, again, like, I think it's a good idea to integrate the R-rated shows. Um, we're, we're, it's obviously, it's obvious we're not going to like stop 10 year olds from watching them because if they want to watch them, they can watch them. But legally, at least, I mean, come on, you know, right. Like, come on. I had AOL back in the day in the nineties. Right. And my parents were like, (laughs) Oh, we're going to put security settings on your computer so you don't go to anything. Guess what? Yeah. I knew how to get into the security system. Yep. They didn't do anything to actually help me out. I knew how to get there and then change the password back to make it look yeah. like that oh, I yeah. didn't even touch it. Kids and today, so in, today with the right. technology, kids today are like super smart. You're not going to bypass anything by them. You're not going to like, no. if they want, like they'll grab their friend's passwords or whatever like if they want to watch it they'll watch it but again legally i guess it's okay you know to put it there yeah it's it's legally to put it there and let the parents be the parents because here's the thing whenever i saw deadpool excuse me but when i saw deadpool and i saw 10 year olds going to see deadpool i had a problem with it because of the fact i'm like but i'm like look i'm not your parent i'm not allowed to tell you what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, and I shouldn't be the one who winds up judging the parents for bringing them there. Hey, if they, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. If they think that their kid can actually handle the mature content, go for it. 
because I actually saw R-rated movies at age 10 or younger. So basically it was also part of the maturity level of the kid. So if they can actually handle it, let them do – if you know your kid better than anybody else does and then you think that you can – if they can handle this, go on ahead do, let them handle it. Because there's going to be ways that they're going to try and get around it to try and figure it out. And also, too, with YouTube around, they can also YouTube something on how to hack something. So it's not that hard to do something in the technology world today like it was back in the heyday of dial-up internet. But when I look at these shows, though, whenever you look at Jessica Jones with Luke Cage, them having sex, nope, you couldn't show that in – couldn't even show that in an MCU film unless you did something like they did with the Eternals and stuff like that. And then, yeah, that's another thing. But having the grittiness of these characters and understanding the characterization of these characters are the biggest things that they could actually do for Netflix. And I don't want anything watered down. I'm with John Bernthal. If I want a Punisher TV series, I want him to be dark. I want him to be gritty. I want him to be able to show the bullets going through somebody. I want all of that. But also, too, um, with Hawkeye, and I managed to find, uh, managed to watch this. I haven't went back and rewatched it. But there was a scene where uh, I, I want to say, I think, when Clint dressed up. Like the ninja, I forgot what his ninja's name was. It's been so a little bit, uh, but there's a part where he, he was getting ready to assassinate her father, and you can see the blade going through him with no blood splatter. So that's another way that they can do it. Yeah, and nobody. I was like, wait, you saw that? I said, yeah. I was actually I rewinded it just to make sure I saw what I saw. I'm like, oh, this is ballsy for Marvel. This is a whole different level of what they're playing with. Because that's twice that they sh- they were ballsy on something. Number one, when we got Best Value Captain America slamming his shield on somebody, and then they show the blood, and then on this that that was actually gritty for the MCU version. Of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And um, I'm, I was trying to remember that ninja name because I it's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> yeah, no, but uh, it's it's true. I mean, it is gritty, but if we if we're being honest. That type of like goriness that that the Punisher had, if if it, if it's coming, it's my it's just my opinion. I it, this is what I think is going to happen. If they if they do end up like miraculously bringing him bringing him to to Disney Plus, they're going to cut a lot of the stuff back, a lot of it, because it it doesn't even matter. Because at this, to me at that point, it's not even rated R anymore. <laughs> No, Punisher it's PG-13. Like a, yeah, Punisher is like on the whole new level. Like Punisher is like like man, like he's a Punisher, right? Like he punishes, you know, bad people really and he bad, knows how to yeah. punish them. <laughs> yeah, in a really like, gory way, yeah. Right, and you're dealing with a character that has PTSD. You're dealing with a character who has a lot of issues. And I liked how they brought out the PTSD stuff and things like that in the Netflix shows. And like you said, it's very graphic on the way they do things and stuff like that. But this, you would actually, uh, this would actually be in the TVMA section of of things and stuff like that too. So they can still do it. It's just would have to be in the TVMA level. Yeah. But as a cameo, I'm fine with a cameo. I'm fine with them doing that. But as for a whole movie of a PG-13 movie, no. 
I do not want to see that. But they would have to um, – and also, too, I would like to see Blade as a radar movie, not as a PG-13 movie. But that's what they're going with is a PG-13 rating. But I'm not surprised after this that rating changes after the first film. Because I think the first film, they were trying to figure out what they were going to do. And so now it's too late to go back on the rating and stuff like that, especially whenever it's in production. Yeah, Blade. Okay. Who's, uh, yeah, because who's, we're... Bl- who, the actor who's playing is Maharshala, Maharshala Ali or something like that? Yeah, Marshall Ali. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, that movie is actually, yeah. 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 Because you're dealing with vampires. You're dealing with blood. You're dealing with a lot of other stuff within the Blade universe. Between. So the only thing they're going to, yep. But yep. you can still cut off somebody's head, not show the blood splatter, and still get away with a PG-13 rating. Yeah. So you can still do that. But... That's who Blade is. As, like I said, his character and representation of a character that we know. Yeah. And making it watered down. And no. So this is a perfect example. Um, do you remember the network ABC Family? <clears throat> yeah. ABC, ABC Family, the whole thing was family. So like when they would show anything gory or anything, it was not like that, that, that big of a deal. As soon as I and this is I'm saying this because I, one of my favorite TV shows, which is like a like a teenager's TV, like a girl's teenager show, uh, it's called Pretty Little Liars, right? So when it was back on ABC Family, everything that would happen, they wouldn't show a lot of the stuff. They wouldn't show like they would show like someone dying, but not really how they died or anything. As soon as the chat the network changed its name to Freeform, we literally saw heads rolling downstairs. Um, we saw like people get, being like, you know, like stabbed, um, their necks, everything. Like, so it's a, it's a perfect example of how like things, of how things change when when you switch from one yeah. to another. Yeah. Um, so when when that's my that's my hope. That's my only hope that just because it went to Disney Plus and they're they're allowing uh, rated R, hopefully they're, they're allowing it. That they don't just like water it down at all. Because I'm pretty I'm That's pretty sure I'm that that there's still going to be like a lot of cameos. Like um I can't wait for, for She Hulk because she's like Tatiana Maslani is one of my favorite actresses ever. Um I know that they said I think they said that it was gonna be like more like a like a comedy type of show. Um and also has know. that lawyer vibe to it too. Kind of yeah. like a law and order kind of vibe. Yeah. So we know there's going to be a lot of cameos in the future. Um, literally, I read yesterday an article, I think, online, or it was it was Google or something, that there were rumors of, of uh, who was it? Elizabeth Olsen's sister, I just don't know which sister, was going to come out on the, on the new Doctor Strange movie as a variant for Scarlet Witch. And I'm like, well, I mean, that sounds that sounds awesome. I mean, it sucks because it's just gonna be one of the twins, right? If if that does happen, but we've seen the rumors, and usually the rumors that we've heard, they're re- they're real. They've they've all been like real. Um, I, again, I was upset because um, it was like for me, Spider Man Three was like a full circle kind of thing. So I wanted like, if they were gonna do something to bring everyone back, and I think I talked to you about this on on, on Messenger. I wanted Mary Jane 
the original Mary Jane to like make a comeback as well. Maybe just for like one minute. But I was like, if it was like a full circle kind of thing, that would have been badass. That that would have been amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> like have all and, their love interests in one movie. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, well, well with Toby Maguire because the other love interest is not didn't make right. it, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I I can definitely see that level. I remember you talking to me about that. Yeah, the, be so honest. Cameos and, are gonna be are gonna be like they're not gonna, they're not going anywhere. No, but here's the thing with cameos, though. I don't want it to be where it's just for the sake of having cameos. I wanted the cameos to be in there to have plot and motivation behind the cameo. So it's yeah. there to motivate a plot. I'm I'm all for it, but it's just there saying if someone's passing by, I'm okay with that. But if it's there just for, let's say, for instance, the guy's in the store and they're having a small conversation – it has nothing to do with the plot, and it's just sake yeah, which, for uh, just being. A lot. Yeah, because that's what I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have a big point. Here's the thing: I have a big, big problem with nostalgia. Whenever uh, there's a such thing as nostalgia to actually keep the plot moving, and there's this nostalgia that doesn't do anything, and with Spider-Man: No Way Home, they managed to ha- give us nostalgia but was able to actually amplify... Here's the thing. They were able to do things to amplify the plot, to keep the plot moving. And I think they did a very good job incorporating all that. Yep. And the, and this is why these uh, MCU movies keep... You know, like, they keep going up and up and up. Like, you, you don't see an MCU movie being like, oh, like, you didn't make this much this this week. You know, because they are always reinventing themselves. They're always looking for ways to to satisfy the the viewers, the the moviegoers, the movie lovers like us. Um, right. And again, and again, moving it to you know, going back to the subject, moving it to Disney Plus. I think they they did a good job. They they and I I really hope that they could continue with seasons. Um, I know it's probably not going to happen because I mean. There's so there's budget. There's like the actors are doing other stuff now, you know. So it'd be even though it's like usually the Disney Plus shows are like six episodes only. Um, it it takes time, especially during a like we're barely like getting out of that pandemic, where Aye. everybody's getting Aye. comfortable like doing stuff again. Um, I don't see it happening, but I mean I hope they do, especially. With um, they could have um done a lot more, <clears throat> in my opinion, with Iron Fist. Um, oh, they could have done a lot with Iron Fist, to be honest with you. Yep, that was such they a letdown. Now that's one of the things. Yeah, they rushed it. They rushed the. They rushed this. The I think it was season two. Um, especially the last two or three episodes of that season, of the last season, it felt very, very rushed. Like let's finish this really quickly and then let's move on. Just to just to close that chapter. Um, to be honest with one. you, to be honest with you, I didn't even. I finished up the first season of Iron Fist. I'm like, I don't even want to watch the second season. And that's also how I felt with the second season. I watched. Here, yeah, man. I mean, I was like, I was Sports, so let down. <laughs> <laughs> I was so let down with Iron Fist. To the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't even care. Why am I investing my time, my energy into this? And then with Luke Cage, with his first season, I was invested a little bit. 
But then when you get into that final episode, it's anticlimactic, especially the way that it was done. Mm-hmm. Because you took care of Cottonmouth, and then you wind up having this other villain now that took over. And it just doesn't work. It just felt rushed. It didn't really feel like there was any context into what they were doing. And I just felt like that was rushed. And then second season, I watched a little bit of Luke Cage, where basically they're incorporating YouTube and and everybody on these cell phones and stuff like that on YouTube channels and things like that to follow Luke Cage around. And also, too, also representing as well as uh, drones. But it just didn't hit the mark for me where I'm like, do I really want to invest in this? I love the character. I love the actor. It's just the motivation behind it that I didn't really enjoy. He was, um, towards towards that season, towards the last season, he got a little cocky with that. Um, And we've seen that that doesn't work all the time, or maybe not at all. Um, it's the same thing that happened with Black Lightning on the CW. Um, Lightning became this like this cocky person, and she was being followed with cameras around. And you know, look at me—I'm this huge superhero, and I'm helping people. Um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for obvious reasons. Um, with Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones was my my favorite of all those four shows. Was Jessica Jones just because she's a badass, and I mean, she is like. She doesn't care about anything. Obviously, my favorite defender would be Iron Fist. Um, with Jessica Jones, I did think they did uh, a good job um, with their villains and everything. Obviously, we all hate it when, when there's like a possible new hero introduced and like we, and Netflix just like cuts off the seasons and like the, and the show ends, right? Um, <clears throat> so that's what I'm saying. Like, hopefully, you know. If they and if they do bring it to Disney Plus, you know, if they make new seasons, hopefully they don't change who the characters, who the actors are, just to make a show. You know, hopefully they don't. Definitely. They won't bring like a new a new actor to play Jessica Jones just to just to like appease to the masses. You know, like hopefully that doesn't happen. I'm hoping not to. I think that they're going to actually find a new direction for Jessica Jones. I'm hoping that they get the same actress to play Jessica Jones because she did such a great job. And also, too, they also gave us a great villain, which is Purple Man, with the mind manipulation stuff and things like that. I had so much fun watching Purple Man that the second season when they introduced the other villain was just such a letdown when they could have just kept Purple Man around instead of killing him off. Because I think that he could have been a, even more of a bigger threat in the in the second season versus the first season, and everything. Because he, a, he could he actually was, he, he yeah. was iconic. Yeah, he's very iconic, and everybody loved him and everything. Yeah. Uh, Tennant did a very good job at playing him, to be honest. But yep. you know, David Tennant, that is. But you know, I definitely enjoy these Netflix movies. I'm excited to see what else that they have in store for us as far as things go. But right now, it makes me giddy to know that we're actually getting these things on. They're moving away from Netflix and going into Disney Plus to pick up more subscribers. So it gives us adults more content for us. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love um, the Star Wars stuff. I definitely... I'm enjoying... Um, the Mandalorian than anything, 
Uh, Boba Fett, I didn't watch yet. I was just busy with Peacemaker. I'm watching Peacemaker, so I haven't. I can't really go on how good Boba Fett is or anything like that on the book of Boba Fett. But I do have to say this: one thing about doing Star Wars shows, and I know this is not Star Wars. I know that we're talking about Disney Plus, but uh, I'm just talking about Disney Plus as a, as a whole. But with Star Wars, when it was, and for, to be honest with you, when it was in the movie theaters. Stuff like that. I love seeing it, but it also made the world so small to the point where the only person, that, the only planet they were visiting was the same desert planet over and over again. To the point where it's like, where's all the other planets? Where's everything else? So with doing a TV series, you can actually incorporate other planets, planets and stuff, and you can also do the same thing with your comic book characters as well. And this is also going back over to our story now, but. Another thing I want to mention that I feel like that they could do a little, um, is going ahead do do some more traveling with these characters and other countries and things like that, like they did with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And here's the thing. I'm okay with them just doing six episodes, doing like a one-off and not doing another season of something because that's what they're doing with WandaVision. So I felt like with WandaVision, I'm like, okay, her character does not need to have a second season, it can now flow through Doctor Strange. So I'm okay yeah. with that. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I want to see more of because they have that buddy cop kind of feel to it that I liked. Um, and then, of course, we're going to get Echo, which at first her introduction into into um, Hawkeye, here's the thing. I liked her in the first episode because of the fact that we actually had had something that we cared about. We actually have her and Uncle Kingpin uh, Fisk uh, taking her to karate and things like that and taking her in. And then it just falls flat at the very end of the season. Don't get me wrong, I know it's all part of the canon of the the comic lore, but it makes me not want to care about Echo now. It doesn't do anything for me to invest my time and energy into an Echo show or anything either so yeah. but but yeah uh, but as far as Disney Plus with Netflix's uh, shows I can't wait to actually see what else they're going to do with it maybe they might actually branch off and, and do more stuff in that kind of tone which I'm hoping that they do and now Deadpool can live within that universe and I feel like that's what they need to do is just have yeah. all their already, already characters in one universe yeah it's how, it's also how they how they portray the greediness the goriness how they portray because when when there's goriness on Deadpool, it's usually always comical. Usually <laughs> always like, oh, you know, like, I lost two arms, but whatever, I can grow them back. With the Punisher, right. is different. The Punisher is, like, punishing. Um, He's also human, he, not to mention, too. Yeah, who's also human, yeah. So, um, for for that's what I was saying that for Disney plus to do something like that, they, they will have to water something down, but I hope they bring, um, they bring us the adults, I guess, you know, who love these types of movies, some, some satisfaction because it's going to suck if they don't. Um, again, Punisher, I, it's, I highly doubt that they'll do anything with Punisher other than cameos. Um, but again, hopefully they, they do cameos with, a certain like helping the plot instead of just being like a, a bystander, you know, bystander character. 
and Definitely. I remember, and I remember the name. The name is Ronan. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, because for some reason, yeah, I was I knew it started with an R, but thank you for remembering yeah. now. <laughs> it was um, on the tip of my tongue. I was like, wait, what is it? What is it? Yeah, it's Ronan. Right. Thank you for that. But yeah, other than that, though, that's everything that I wanted to talk about as far as this goes. What about you? Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the same thing that we've been saying all along. I mean, hopefully they they integrate a lot of more stuff and, you know, we, we see a lot more of Jessica Jones, at, at least at least to find out what they what happened to their characters or, like, what they're doing with their characters, like, in now, since it's been years. Um, but, you know, to at least get that, since we're getting these shows on Disney+. Plus. Definitely. And I want to just go off one more thing that you mentioned with the humor before we close out is the fact, yeah, it's humor, but underneath the humor, there's a lot more stuff there. For instance, you actually have, for instance, with Black Widow, where they were talking about how they removed the ovaries. Yeah, it was a very funny moment, but at the same time, it was also something very serious. And everything yeah. we're laughing, but it's also serious moments behind that. Then also too, Thor watching his planet gang destroyed, and Korg, even though he's joking, even though Korg is joking on on that movie and everything, it's still very sad to see your planet that you loved and you grew up on getting destroyed. Yeah, so they do, definitely do, and they definitely do a good job at that. But also, too, with Netflix's series, they do have a little bit of a dark humor to them as well. It may not be as much humor, but it's there beneath everything, beneath that darkness that they have. Yeah. Yeah, especially on, but, the, on the Jessica Jones show. That was they, they did a lot of humor there. Um, but yeah, yeah, when it's true. Um, obviously, all these things are funny, but there's like bad history about them. But I was uh when I, when I say the funny part was when like for example, Deadpool seemed like a like a kid in school because he was short, mm-hmm. you know, like all that, those yeah, that, all those that idiotic me. things that are like funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's the gist of it. I mean, it's it's Marvel, it's rated our shows. They're going into into Disney Plus, so that's a step forward. Hopefully, they keep walking forward and not three steps back. I don't, this is, uh, here's the thing. If it was any other company, I would actually be a little bit more fearful. But with Kevin Foggy, putting the characters, putting directors and act, and stuff like that all in its placement and knowing and caring about what they're doing and getting the right person involved, I'm all, he's good at misdirection. He's good at what he does. Kevin Foggy can do no wrong in my book. And even if he does mess up yep. once, they had more home runs than they had misses, in my opinion. Yep. So yeah, he's allowed so to at least have one strike. For me, a lot of those misses were were the Marvel, uh, the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, or even Thor. Sometimes um, I was not as a, a fan as, as as I am as, like, for example, Captain America three, right? So uh, with, with the fights and all that, right. So basically, the space stuff kind of doesn't work for you in a sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it's um, it's like very how like, I guess for like comic book lovers, like from the, you know, like since they were kids, they've been doing that. For me, it's more like movies and like what I see. 
Um, so so seeing that, but I mean, I'm excited for Jane on Thor. She's See, I'm actually bad, the opposite. Though. I'm I'm actually the opposite with Jane. Like, if they could pick another actress to play her, I'll be but okay with it. But, but you don't like her, or I, not for that role. I like the actress. Mm. It's just maybe the writing was the problem. Maybe Taika Waititi would actually do something to actually make me like her because I'm rooting for her. It's yeah. just when I, I call it plain Jane because she had no range. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. The last also, of her like her lack of enthusiasm also didn't help. But I, I guess I'm a fan of her in real life. Um, but I'm I excited. Like I'm excited how you are like about Fantastic Four. Like I can't wait what they to see what they do with that. Me um, too. There's a lot of stuff that they can do in that, and I can't wait to see if we we get an announcement for that and the X Men. So. That's going to be it as far as the show goes and everything. Thank you, Gus, for joining me. We'll do this again because I had a blast just chatting with you back and forth like this, man. We kicked out for almost an hour and it didn't even feel like an hour, to be honest. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it's, it was fun. It's a it pleasure, man. It was like right. long-awaited. It definitely was long-awaited. I've been trying to get you on for a Scream review or something, but this is great, too, though. Speaking yeah. out about comic and stuff like that is my niche, so that's even better. So, Alrighty. with that being said, guys, this is what you guys can do. Go on ahead and follow us, follow my um, Movie Lovers, TV Lovers Unite page on Facebook, underneath the same brand name on Pinterest, and on Instagram as well. If you guys want an audio-only podcast of our episodes here at Movie Lovers Unite, you guys can get that on all major podcast platforms. But what you guys need to do is go over to Apple Podcasts, and over to Spotify as well, and rate us over there. It allows other people to go ahead and find us. Also, too, go over to Good Pods. Good Pods is this new app. It's basically social media for podcasters or someone that likes listening to podcasts. You can rate individual episodes. You can also go on ahead and talk. We can talk back and forth to you. You guys can comment on individual episodes. You can even tell me my episodes suck and tell me why they suck. And what I need to do, I'm okay with that. Let's have the conversation. Then, of course, guys, go on ahead and give me some love over here at this channel, though, too. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe over there. Click that bottom right-hand corner on that bell to allow you guys to know when we have something coming out. Matter of fact, speaking of coming out of stuff and things like that, we're actually doing our Batman, the Batman spoiler review tomorrow night, 8 o'clock such time, 9 o'clock. Nope, let me think. It's actually 9 o'clock this time because Alex is on Pacific Time and Alex is going to be joining me. And I'll also have Abby from Motor City Nerds back here with me again. She was fantastic on my Batman and Robin review. So go on ahead and check that out when you guys have a chance. Then, of course, if you guys want to donate to the page, how do you do that? You just go to GoFundMe.com forward slash Movie Lovers Podcast. That's how you can donate to $5, $10 over there. But you can also tip us on Good Pods as well, and that actually helps us out with new equipment and keeping the lights on here at Movie Lovers Unite. Then, if you want to, go on and follow me underneath Movie Lovers Unit on Twitter, Movie Lovers Unit Zero on TikTok. And then, of course, email me if you're a sponsor or like to be on the show at MovieLoversUnite at gmail.com. Thank you, Gus, once again for joining me. This has been a pleasure, man. Don't be a stranger here at Movie Lovers Unite. Seriously, dude. This, this was fun. Yes, sir. Just let me know where. Right. I sure will. And always until next time, guys. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. And bye-bye.
All right. That was great. That was fun. That was like, I, it didn't even feel like uh, like an hour to be honest. I just, we just started talking, yeah. and I was like, "How are you gonna feel like a whole a whole show, a whole episode um, based on this?" <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "We ended up doing like what over fifty five minutes." So yeah, about fifty six minutes. So it's actually perfect. It's almost under an hour, but still, it's perfect. Basically, I don't try to keep up with an. Here's the thing: I did an hour and forty five minute show with the best and worst movies. Are we still but, live? Uh, or- yeah, that was live. No, but are we still live right now? Because I see a timer. No, 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 no. This no. Oh, okay. That's that's the time of the recording. It's off now. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but man, um, that's one challenging thing is to pack one topic into one single episode. That's the challenging thing. And also finding things to keep talking about. And that's why I like doing this. I mean, it, it has, to me, this is like such a rush for me. It's like doing cocaine. Basically, <laughs> at night, after a successful show, it's hard for me to calm myself down at night because of the fact that I have such a great time doing this. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I mean, it was it was... It was so much fun. Like, this is the first time I actually do it. I'm like, if I had known that this was going to be, like, this fun, I would have done, like, a lot of the things that I wanted to do that you suggested. Like, for that, like, obviously, Scream 5. Scream has, like, one of my favorite, like, all-time movies, right? Um, For Scream yeah. 5, like, I'm just thinking of things that I could have said, you know, when, when you were doing that, um, when you when you suggested it. Um, but yeah, it's like so much fun. Like literally you're just talking to someone about something like that interests us both. And, and, you know, like we, just a conversation between friends. That's yeah. Yeah. And it's that's awesome what I because, like about I, it. it's just a... because like, obviously like your show keeps growing and that's amazing. Like, this is what, this is what, what's important to like, you know, for people to actually see that we're not just bullshitting that we actually care about these things that we talk about. And, and if people listen to us and that's amazing.